0: presented by Ingle supermarkets low prices love the savings and wicked weed brewing drink different and welcome into the sportsocracy
1: i'm tank spencer jeremy green is alongside it is a wednesday afternoon it is almost here. We have two shows left in the year before Jeremy and I will take our little our little sabbatical, our, but, our sabbatical
2: of happiness.
1: But don't worry, don't worry. As long as you are, you know, subscribed to the YouTube channel and you are a member of the House of Reprehensibles, we are going to take care of you. We'll have we'll have all kinds of content coming out next week uh right here in the Sportsocracy to get you through all of the bowl games and such tomorrow. We are going to go deep divey We are going all bowl games all the time tomorrow. Tomorrow will be the ultimate,
2: if you like to wager on things, uh, day of the year.
1: Yes, we will pick all the bowl games. We'll pick, uh, you know, the the football playoff and all all that stuff. Uh, our,
2: Our buddy Colin has kicked off the chat quite nicely and requested one of these
1: fire them cannons by golly put more powder in those things yeah that's that's the only way that's allowed to happen on weeks that they lose (laughs) thank you colin for getting in the uh, fire the cannons for me this week yeah we're not allowed to do that when we lose um but you know it is it it is what it is if you were uh tuned in this morning for Our uh, New Year's resolutions for each and every NFL team heading into 2022. Our power rankings all mixed into that. Um, Yeah, I I mean, Tampa Bay Buccaneers still atop the power rankings despite the loss to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Did you you happen
2: to uh, drop in on that at any point? Uh, This morning, no. Yeah, you caught a lot of shade for being a, let's see, what was my favorite one? blind homer blind I, homer. I believe that was my favorite one yeah, that that's I saw. fine
1: that's fine you can call me a blind homer all you want to defending super bowl champions and still up there with the odds on favors to win it again yeah so you can call me a homer if you want to facts don't oh, care about your did. feelings
2: oh many did have feelings. No <laughs> many did
1: <laughs> well i have to ask the question who who do you have ahead of the bucks right now in the power rankings
2: Oh, who would i have had uh green bay by a whole lot and they're number one uh kansas city they're number two i would probably have had i probably had the rams Yeah, i would have had a few others that would have been that six seven range for
1: me Yeah, i had them at three still have them at three i still believe in 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 that team objectively more than i do any other team uh outside of the that were ranked ahead of them obviously objectively i just just, it is it's objective couldn't put the baltimore ravens ahead of them i didn't have the uh uh dallas cowboys the la rams indianapolis colts i considered it but just beat them two weeks ago how could you put them ahead of them so it is what it is Last night, were you were you entertained by the Tuesday night football? Not particularly. Not particularly. No. Now I've been
2: really entertained by the the narrative of today, which has been Russ needs to get out of Seattle.
1: Yep. Yeah, we told you that yeah. many many weeks ago, a year ago, <laughs> told you that a year ago in the off season, we were like this just needs to end. Let's just get it done. Then they mended their fences somehow. There was, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like Aaron Rodgers who had his checklist of things that he wanted to happen. Mm, But you knew the checklist, you knew the things that Seattle needed to take care of to make Russ happy, and they didn't do any of them. They didn't do anything to make Russell more set up for success this year than he was previously. He still has no offensive line. Defense is still horrible what are you gonna do and now the fact that he missed a couple of games with the with the finger injury had to have surgery and all of that now everybody's asking the question is is russ done something is wrong with
2: russ well what's wrong with russ is how bad the team around him is he's played 11 games this year do you realize he's only broken 60 in terms of qbr three times all Mm -hmm. year last night he was absolutely dreadful yeah, I, I mean, absolutely
0: dreadful. I mean,
1: under-throwing his receivers and, and, and missing wide-open receivers and not just not missing them throwing the ball, just missing seeing that they're wide open. I mean, there were three different occasions last night. D.K. Metcalf had everybody on the defense beat, and he just didn't get him to ball. I don't know if he doesn't have faith that he can't sling it that far anymore oh no by the end of it he was just chucking it up and hoping for the best
2: right he has no faith in anyone around him outside of dk Metcalf.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. tyler Lockett didn't play last night you look at some of those other receivers some of them don't look look like they don't belong in the league right this is just one of those times that you can see the writing on the wall i feel like it's better for all of you Mm -hmm. and if pete carroll is the coach of that team next year i will be stunned I, will I do well. not see how a 70 year old coach is signing up for the level of I mean, because this is more rebuild than people think i asked somebody this on twitter last night name the five best players for the seattle seahawks oh
1: gosh russell wilson yep dk Metcalf. yep tyler lockett yep jordan brooks that was that was my five
2: he, and carlos dunlop was my four uh-huh. and he's a part-time player yeah yeah, that, I was going to struggle to come up with a fifth that one. bad. It's when you get to the next five. All right, that starts with Jamal Adams, and then what? Yeah. Bobby Wagner, who's 806 years old. Right. By the time you get to 10, you're like, ah, Gerald Everett. There's no talent on that team whatsoever. They are exactly what I told you they were going to be a year ago. I just buried them a year early. Mm-hmm. You did. You cannot draft that poorly for that long, and it not catch you.
1: Mm-hmm. I think a divorce is necessary. I mean, we all nobody likes that term. No, I I mean except for Jeremy. He's done it so many times that yeah, you get one of those. All right, sorry. No, I, I mean nobody likes nobody likes that. Nobody likes to see relationships break up and all of that. But it is a cold, hard fact of life that sometimes divorces are necessary in order for this familial unit to continue and be civil. We we have to separate. We have to we have to go our separate ways. And I would say that we're at that stage with the Seattle Seahawks. Like it's time for mommy and daddy to sit down and have a discussion. And we can't be together anymore. No, I mean this is it's gotten by,
2: they're – How many teams do you legitimately think are less talented than they are in the NFL?
1: Ooh, I'd say just a handful. Say five or six, maybe I had four. Okay, you Jacksonville. Yep. Detroit. Yep. Texans, Jets. Texas that's Jets. That's it. That's it. Giants.
2: The Giants have more talent than they do.
1: Well, that's true. There's no doubt Individually, talent. individually, yeah, uh, they have more talent than they do. They just can't put it together as a team.
2: Yeah. Okay. The Chicago that's Bears. Bad. They have talent all over the place.
1: They do. This team is
2: bad. And you look at it now with Paul Allen passing away a few years ago. Now his sister runs the team.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: People ask a lot, how much does ownership really matter? Look at the Seahawks. I can't remember the sister's name off the top of my head. It's very obvious that she does not care.
1: It's Like Jeannie or something? Something like that. Something like that.
2: Yeah. It's very obvious she doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Paul Allen would have been making moves at the deadline. We're not going to be this bad. Now it looks like a complete franchise that no one cares.
1: Yeah. Which is sad to think. Uh, and now Seattle has uh, clinched for the first time in Russell Wilson's career a losing record. And some people look at it and go, well, it's been a hell of a run. Why are we saying split this thing up after one tumultuous year? It's not just one tumultuous year, though.
2: No, it has been this, a this downfall. This has been Russell Wilson taking this team on his back and leading them to far better heights than they ever could have been. And now he's a 33-year-old quarterback.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: The other day, Russell Wilson is a 33-year-old quarterback that's taken way more hits than the average quarterback has. Yes. This is not 33-year-old Tom Brady. And I kind of revert back to Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen.
1: This is what you can expect them to be at about 30.
2: He's not the same quarterback anymore.
1: Mm -hmm. No, he doesn't move like he used to. He's been hit a bajillion times.
2: And that kind of goes to something that we were talking about this morning
3: mm-hmm.
2: that, that led into a, another Twitter discussion, at Jay Green ESPN, at Take ESPN. Russell's going to have to be very, very picky about where he goes. Yes. How All- many teams in the NFL could could be the landing spot for him that you see that immediately make them a Super Bowl contender?
1: It's just one. For it's two. Denver and who? New
2: Orleans Saints oh that's okay. it okay. that's the only two pittsburgh steelers like he that. would die behind that line because that might be one of the three offensive lines in this league that's worse than the one he's standing sit behind right now
1: right and th- that's why i think it's so funny all of this talk about russell wilson and the giants going after him you like like i get if they swing the trade, russell doesn't necessarily have a whole lot of say in where he's gonna go oh he has all the say in the world you think so? Absolutely. I mean, if the Giants are going to come to the table with the mo- with the biggest package, Seahawks aren't going to say no yeah, to but I appease think with,
2: Russell. Yeah, but I think with the Giants, you'd have to look at it and go, why would I want to do that?
1: That's what I'm saying. That's going to be the exact same thing I'm doing right now. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that that's something that Russ wants to do. He's not going to be happy if he goes to New York and he's got the same Swiss cheese offensive line in front of him.
2: Our buddy Colin back in again.
0: I'm your huckleberry.
2: Last night, last night's games were not that impressive. Seahawks are going to be the Browns for the next five to ten years. I don't disagree with you because I don't see a way out of this. I don't see how you can possibly work your way out of this. Mm-hmm. I heard Colin Cowherd earlier today talking about the difference between the Seahawks and the Rams. They both have chased talent with with draft pick trades. Yeah, there's one big difference. One of them's drafted very well. One of them is drafted very poorly, mm-hmm. so one is just supplanting talent, supplementing talent. The other is trying to rectify gross mistakes that they made. Yeah, Rashad Penny in the first round was a disaster. I don't care how good he was two weeks ago; I care less. Those against the Texans, right? I'm not sure I couldn't run for sixty yards against the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. I'd run sixty no, yards wouldn't. and die. By, by the end of it, there would need to be a, a, there would need to be an on call paramedic right off the field to grab me say, off the field and I take w- me
1: somewhere i would be shocked despite all of the you know d- despite one of your favorite things to say about running backs i could go to the, sc- the line of scrimmage and fall down and gain more yards than that i'd be surprised if you could get to the line of scrimmage oh i could absolutely i still got a little burst no <laughs> he's
2: got some burst uh, and then look maybe maybe i'm feeling a little uh spicy because you know, i'm comparing myself to you because you're the person i see the most often yeah but It's just, it's unbelievable how bad this team is. Mm -hmm. They were completely listless last night.
1: Alex Sanders says there are three. He said Denver and NOLA and the Las Vegas Raiders. The thing about the Raiders is, though, I don't don't think that's necessarily an upgrade. And that might surprise people coming from me, but I don't necessarily see Russell Wilson as an upgrade, a huge upgrade, I will say, over Derek Carr. He certainly
2: hasn't been this year. No. If you get the same Russell Wilson in in Vegas that you've gotten this year, and Derek Carr just stays who he is,
1: it's not that different, right? Legacy wise, there's no contest. Of course, Russell Wilson is way better than Derek Carr ever thought about being in his legacy. But right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with Derek Carr. Oh, I'm
2: I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. And there's another team in the NFL that has. <clears throat> we'll call it a fun quarterback situation. Okay. That we're going to talk about later in this uh, in this show. Mhm. Another team we saw last night. That cost me a boatload. <laughs> Thank you San Diego State cuz if it went not for San Diego State, uh last night would have gone terribly, terribly badly for me. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't even check. How did that uh I don't even remember what the line was in the beat well, to chief that was. Well, I was
2: 2 and 0 in the I was I was two and zero oh in the um, Ram Seahawks game. I was zero and two in the football team Eagles.
1: Right? Is that was remember, what was spread. the line we picked? Oh in. no! Did I did I do it? You won! Yeah. You won! When we locked in our pick, it was eleven. It was eleven. I
2: had that number in my head for some reason. And It
1: was ten, and so you win, and that is. That's the first time you've won in a while.
2: I believe that means I've made three games up on you this week.
1: That's, uh, let's see here. Yeah.
2: Which means if if memory serves me, that means you have but but just a one-game lead on me going into the last three weeks of the season.
1: Uh, Slow. I think I got a two-game lead on you. Oh, did I only make up yeah. two this week? I think you only made up two yeah, this week. That's fine. That's that's
2: half of the deficit in one week. <laughs> yes. I believe we'll be just fine.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah I still got a two-game lead on you. And the chief, you tied the chief four and three this week in the games that we differed on. I was two and five. youch, And not had a week like that in a while. Yeah, that's not good. Well, that's, anyhow,
2: you remember that line that I said, "Hubris comes shortly before the fall." <laughs> yeah, I've been waiting for this week for
1: some time. Yeah, it's gonna come. It's gonna come back because
2: you life. know that thing Dave's been doing of oh, I gotta make up games. I could very easily see this getting in your head. Like ah, oh, I got
1: it, and I'm gonna start doing dumb stuff. Uh, is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah, we do have to pick those games tomorrow.
1: Yes, yes, we, we do. Don't ha- we don't have another show. No, although we could record that and put it up Friday, or we could do that on tomorrow's morning show,
2: or we could talk about this when there aren't microphones. This in is front true.
1: Us. This is true. We could talk about this when everybody's not listening on what Bingo. the plan for the for for the uh, rest of the week is going to be. Now, uh, back to the main topic. Russell, is he cooked? I don't, I, I don't believe so. I think, I, don't, I don't think he's an elite quarterback anymore. I don't believe he's irreparably damaged. My thing is that I still don't believe that he's completely 100%. And I think it has gotten stale, and I think it's gotten in his head, of all of the losing that they have been doing. Fact or fiction, if you take out all of the
2: personal things, all of the, the whatever, mm-hmm. of the three high-end quarterbacks that could be available on the market this offseason, he's clearly three rogers deshaun watson russell wilson he is clearly personal clearly. issues aside clearly three he would clearly be the third most talented i would agree with that i don't even think it's debatable and i i don't i don't know that i would have said that at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. i can tell you i wouldn't have been this dogmatic about
1: it right I would say you're, you're pretty spot on with that.
2: I don't think at this point he can come in and fix a broken franchise. Right. I think if if I look at a situation like Denver where you already have so many things in place, can he come in and be the stable force there? Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's the ninth or tenth best quarterback in this league at this point. Yeah. And I might be being generous on that.
1: You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN. Asheville, we are live in the Ingles studio. First hour of the show, always brought to you by Ingles. Low prices, love the savings. Happy
2: birthday to uh, Melissa Lovell, by the way. Yes. The uh, the marketing director of Ingles. I actually noticed someone's birthday, which should tell you just exactly how much she means to me. Because (laughs) I notice
1: no one's birthdays ever. Yes. Uh happy birthday to Mel. And uh indeed, we will uh we'll be back on the other side here for uh, our first of two 12 days of Christmas movie reviews. Yeah, yeah you got me watching the 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 claymation things. Mm-hmm.
2: I have a big takeaway from one of these movies.
1: Okay. Brace yourselves, folks.
2: Yeah, if you loved these like... movies as a child, you may not love what I'm getting ready to say.
1: (laughs) Jeremy's about to destroy Christmas once again. Up next, right here on ESPN Asheville. Here in Beer City, we take homegrown seriously. And since 2012, Wicked Weed Brewing has been pushing the boundaries of the industry. They've not only created staples like the Freak of Nature Double IPA, Lieutenant Dank, and Pernicious, but they also opened the first sour beer taproom on the East Coast. Wicked Weed has also supported our local community to the tune of $1.6 million with the Beers That Build program. Visit one of their four locations, schedule a brewery tour, a place in order for pickup or delivery. WickedWeedBrewing.com. Sounds like someone needs to sing a Christmas carol.
0: No way.
4: best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. People were human beings to him, but to you, a warped, frustrated old man, they're cattle. Well, in my book, he died a much richer man than you'll ever be.
0: If you believe in this spirit thing, you the miracle will happen, and then you'll want it to happen again tomorrow. You won't be one of these who says, Christmas is once a year, and it's a fraud. It's not. It can happen every day. You've just got to want that feeling.
1: It's time for another twelve days of Christmas movie reviews by the Gingy Ninji. Uh, he hates movies. I he, do. He loves Christmas, but he hates Christmas. everything that goes around Christmas. That's uh, like not true. The movies and the music. Oh, the music's terrible. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, some of the songs you have played over the course of the last twenty-four days, twenty, yeah, twenty-four days, yeah, have been absolutely terrible. And you've even played some that I've never heard before.
1: Mm-hmm. I love Christmas music i love it oh. all i love the classics i, I would love, love new to christmas know why music.
2: i've heard the same three songs over and over again okay during the monday night game the mm-hmm. it was the i guess it was the second one the espn one they played rocking around the christmas tree about 46 times yeah they played it over and you like you know there's other songs
1: right it's the only upbeat Markedly one, better ones actually it's the only upbeat one though wasn't good yeah anyway so last <laughs> night you sat down, you watched a couple of Christmas movies. I did. We'll, we'll have do enough. one this hour, yep.
2: one in the next hour. Yep. The first one was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer.
1: Yes, this is the Rankin-Bass Claymation from 1970-something. It was from long ago. Yeah. There were two big takeaways
2: I had from this movie. Okay, One, Santa looked exactly like you if you had gotten sick and grown a very large beard. Okay. Because you'd have had to have lost a whale weight. Because he was really thin for some reason. I couldn't figure that out. Because
1: he's stressed.
2: Knowing Santa as I do, Santa's always been a a, a portly fella.
1: Right. Hey, don't you remember the scene in the movie where, I, do, I do. where she's trying to give him cookies and he didn't want to eat because he's, he's stressed out? He's just
2: Well, I mean, here's the thing. How stressed does Santa have to be to be that little? like Santa hadn't been stressed for a week to lose that
1: much weight look the coronavirus hit the shop they had to shut down for a couple of weeks and and, and that gets you behind when you're when you're having to make toys for six billion people the other thing i noticed was that iteration of santa kind of a jerk he was he was kind of a jerk he was that's one thing that has always struck me about that is like how crass can santa be to this newborn baby that has nothing to you know can't help the fact that he's got a red nose he was so condescending and came down very hard on donner
2: and now we, i mean we all know the story of rudolph the red-nosed reindeer it's a very warm fuzzy christmas story and you know it was fine mm-hmm. i i've just learned i don't like claymation i i'm not a fan of it it's i'm not gonna say i'm scared of it it's not to like bird level (laughs) okay but i get really distracted watching their mouths move Mm -hmm. and it it bothers me okay i have to rate this so i'm gonna say for me to watch rudolph the red-nosed reindeer claymation again i'm gonna go five and a half wicked five and a
1: half all right so not a full sixer i thought this was gonna be way better
2: or, or way more oh don't worry we have another one. We left. have another one that's coming. And I have a bone to pick with mm-hmm.
1: many of you that have comment on this show. We'll do that in the second hour. Uh the uh by the way the Rankin Bass um Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer TV special originally aired in 1964. That makes sense. So it's it's very very old. They're Christmas classics though. I mean, if you've been watching them since you were a kid, you have to watch them today.
2: Uh, it's part of the me, season.
1: Bad Santa is a Christmas classic. Well, again, we've talked about how horrible your childhood was. and My childhood was know, fine. Were, yeah, I mean,
2: yeah. It just, I had a great childhood. Santa always came. My mother was always was very doting. You know, Things were always very, very good. I just, okay, I never got like the hey i'm gonna watch this same movie
1: because it's what we do oh have to have to every year i have to watch all of those and it's a wonderful life well i watched that one on
2: christmas that is the one movie that i understand that is a tradition
1: i'm behind my usual timeline i've usually seen it about three times by now but why because it gets better every time i see it well that's
2: not even kind of true and i
1: watch it every year (laughs) It's it's all about Donna Reed. I I've, uh, I got this thing for Donna Reed. His wife, Mary. I, I, yeah. I know. Okay, all right. About. I'm just I'm just saying. You, you you can you can see me, George. <laughs> Do you know me, Bert? Bert.
2: I always yeah. there's two movies that I always confuse him in. Mm-hmm. It's a Wonderful Life, and I don't know what the other one was. Yeah, I don't either somebody named clarence in one of those movies somebody
1: please clarence was the angel's name
2: but that's in it's a wonderful life yes i said that the other day you i've been this has been bothering me for two weeks i said this two weeks ago and you were like
1: that's the wrong movie no it's not no it's not the wrong movie it's the wrong line when he comes back from you know seeing himself or seeing the world without him in it he's talking to bert the cop on the bridge Again, I've seen this movie eight million times. Like, I could probably write you the screenplay.
2: I just always sit on Christmas night, and by that time, okay, like think, okay, things get a little aggressive on Christmas, as
1: as they do for a lot of people. You're are you're, you're not alone in that. There's some fun stories in that I can imagine.
0: The sports tech. Ta-
4: just
1: a bit outside. All right, here's the 411, folks. And normally this is not the place for, you know, um, just business-type stories from the NFL, but I wanted to bring it up here because I didn't know where else we <laughs> would fit it into today's show. As coming up in the next hour, we are going to talk about the year in review, just the biggest things that have happened over the year, just kind of a look back, because I mentioned to Jeremy um, Hideki Matsuyama, he won the, the Masters. Masters in like 2012, right? Yeah, I, I, you it's, said it was eight months ago, and I don't, I don't believe you. That's not <laughs> it physically seems possible. Like that was forever ago. So we're gonna, gonna kind of do this year in review thing coming up tomorrow uh, coming up in the second hour, since tomorrow's show is gonna be you know full in bowl season preview. Um, but J.C. Treder. J.C. Tredder, the uh, center for the cleveland browns he's also the president of the nfl players association and you know there was a lot of a lot of anger going around the nfl about moving these games from this past week while well, we had the double header on monday night and the double header last night and jc Tr- and it was a lot of this uh oh of course the cleveland browns center is the president of the pa so we got this game moved well J.C. Treader now says he was only looking out for everybody. Well, of course he was. He was looking out for all the players because guess what? If we had to cancel those games, sure, his team would have had to forfeit because Cleveland had the Rona problems. It wasn't the Vegas Raiders. They would have had to forfeit. But if they'd have done that, nobody gets paid. The Raiders players don't get paid. The Browns players don't get paid. He said he doesn't care. He doesn't care about records or winning or anything about, uh, you know, wins and losses. He cares about taking care of the players because he's the president of the PA. And now my question is, do you buy it? Absolutely. He said that the league was close to canceling those three games that they got moved. Not
2: even a little bit. You don't? Think I so? don't believe that even in the least. Could it have been said? Sure. I mean, but this conspiracy theory that it didn't go well for Cleveland—you do get that, right? Like they had to play Nick Mullins, so it's not like there was some underlying advantage here, right? I mean, and look, if anybody understands a good conspiracy theory, it's me. It's you. Mr. Birds aren't real. but They're not real. But my
1: question would be, what do you think this is? The U.S. government? (laughs) So he says the NFL was close to canceling the three games, and it was only that at the behest of him and the players union that they got the games postponed at least so they could get the games in this week was the nfl close to canceling games i'm 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 not gonna say no uh, i'm gonna say no
2: i'm going to say unequivocally 100 percent no how many games has the nfl canceled so far mm-hmm. through all of this mm-hmm. none of them zero yeah it will continue to be that way do i think that and i would wager this will be the last one that you see postponed
1: well it didn't do anything
2: no if anything it made it worse yeah, the resident pastor of the sportsocracy, Adam Black, a quote from every Black Browns player for the last thirty years: they don't care about wins and losses. Bingo. If they and they shouldn't, because there haven't been a lot of them. This is a story that combines many things that I find to be really funny with something that I absolutely can't stand. Okay, if if on the sportsocracy bingo card you had Jeremy tells a baseball story. You have a bingo. Wow. A Mexican Pacific League umpire has been suspended indefinitely after he was allegedly drunk and combative when game officials tried to remove him from a recent game, according to Mexican media outlets. This umpire's name is Humberto Sands, and he was flipping off fans and resisting. They had to drag him off the field. No way. Oh, he was – I mean, he was somewhere between Charlie Sheen and Gary Busey. I don't know where. Right. He fit on that scale somewhere. (laughs) I'm going to share this on my Twitter, at Jay Green ESPN. They got a video of it. He apologized, and apparently that wasn't enough. The league has issued a statement that said, uh, in the Liga ARCO Mexicana del Pacifico, we always seek to enhance our values as an institution for which we strongly condemn the events that occurred on the night of Sunday, December the 19th, at the Todoro Moriscal Stadium in, I cannot pronounce that. Mm-hmm. That is a very long city name. That is, without a doubt, the funniest thing I've seen today. Like, this is one of those things I've just never understood. And and, and look, I'm going to be really honest about myself. There's probably nobody that you hear talk on a daily basis that enjoys a good bourbon or a good beer more than I do. Mm-hmm. I've never understood how you do it to the point of that you show up at work like, you know, what well, I, well, I love you, I love you. <laughs> I will never understand that.
1: No, getting loaded before you go to work is never a good idea. Never a good I idea. No
2: one's had to fire a guy that did that.
1: Yeah. I almost got fired for doing that once. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah
2: hold on <laughs> if you had told me somebody that worked on this show had almost gotten fired for getting loaded i would have bet my house it was me and i am me and <laughs> no it's never happened
1: yeah no this was in my very very younger days and i was in a i was in a bad place i just uh, i hated my job and i drugged my butt in there every morning at three thirty, and to do something to kick off the day. Was so it so I started out the day with uh Zima? With no, I started out the day with two big Jaeger bombs, about uh, you know, about twenty ounce cup full. Yeah, and I know your tolerance. I'm actually yeah. shocked you didn't die. Oh, I had that the the after the producer of the afternoon show came in like after the morning show was already done, and he was like, Are you drunk? And I was like, No i'm not drunk what are you talking about he was like because you smell like you just came from the bar i mean i was like two weeks after i had turned 21 years old i got a little crazy for a second and then i was like oh okay well my future's on the line here i should probably shape up a little bit and i'll learn my lesson because he did threat he was like i i you know you you do this again and i'm gonna go tell the boss i was like okay i thought i was being slick Nope. Not so much.
2: I, I can tell you as somebody that has watched you purvey
1: uh alcoholic libations, you're never being slick. No ever. No. I try to be. I try to fake it. Mm, it doesn't really work. Now me on
2: the other hand, I'm kinda like that cliffhanger from the price is right. Good, 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 gone. <laughs> and there he went.
1: Right. There he went. Right if you're ever out in, you know if you ever see me out in public and i'm just standing off in a corner by myself somewhere just dig in the music you know
2: uh mine's you know. very simple if we're at a karaoke bar and i sing country roads i should have gone home at least three ago <laughs> that's my rule and it's i've stuck to, to it for years and it's
1: pretty much always worked for me good to know good to know um all right anyway yeah, uh that's uh that's you know, we put that in the past, we don't do that kind of thing anymore. Uh ex- well except for the by floor incident. And that was By floor <laughs> If you don't know what that's all about, I went to a I went to a uh, picnic at uh at Jeremy's house and I wound up saying goodbye to his bathroom floor. Yeah. Because yep. I, t- I tried to hang in with HWA, and that's never a good thing. No. Not for somebody no, who no. doesn't have any, to- any tolerance, because no. I would be willing to wager she would drink every listener we have under the bar. Uh, Yeah,
2: I, I would agree with that.
1: <laughs> She's fun. You're going to be seeing more of uh, Hot Wife Amy coming up uh, in the new year january 4th our first show of the new year that's right that's right as we uh make some changes here in the sportsocracy you'll All be seeing a lot of
2: me over the break too because i've got to figure out how her new camera works ah uh-huh. we will have her on she will be featured on screen yes uh and her camera is different than the other two and i have to figure out a how to plug it in and b how to make it work mm-hmm. that's
1: my that's christmas that's your christmas okay let's see here i'm just i'm just looking at the comments to see if i've uh if i've missed anything oh cole beasley cole beasley's calling out the nfl he's tested positive and he says it's all because of the rules that that he tested positive
2: i didn't realize that he had uh disabled
1: his twitter account wouldn't you after all of the i mean heck you disabled yours uh, no i have never disabled my twitter no what'd you do i Cut disabled off the messages. ability for people
2: to message
1: that's me. that's what you did
2: you get enough messages that are in the same vein eventually you go heard you didn't love what i said right oh well
1: what do you need it for i would encourage more people to shut down their twitters what do you need it for
2: I've always been convinced that if Twitter was real life, we would just carry around bats and mm-hmm.
1: we would challenge each other to duels at all given times. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, some people in real life try to have the same conversation in the same tone. Nobody that, that ever does that to our, me. No, nobody ever nobody, does that to me in person. Very few people do that to to anybody. You don't talk to people the same way in person that you do on social media, but you should. No, I'm gonna say you shouldn't, cause well, that's because that's how you end up and with fights. Well, every and here's day. my
2: theory: if you're if you're saying something to someone online that you wouldn't say to their face, you're doing online wrong.
1: No, that's exactly how you do it online. See, it was intended to be this great thing where we can just share ideas and we can talk about, uh, you know, talk about our lives and talk about important topics and be respectful to each other. At least that that's what I feel like was the. The impetus of all of this, and everybody's like, "Yeah, it's a good idea." And then we immediately got on there, and we all became the worst versions of ourselves.
2: Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. Is uh, if it's something you wouldn't say to a person's face, yeah, you shouldn't say it on Twitter.
1: Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I don't think the NFL is going to cancel any more games or, or cancel any games, move any more games, because nothing got really sorted out by doing that this week. I mean, how many players were able to play that wouldn't have been able to play on the regularly scheduled date? Uh, it, it was, was like two. five?
2: Uh, it was two. Between the three teams? Oh, no, no, no. No, you're probably closer to five there. Yeah, And I know Washington had a slew of guys that would have been able. Here's the, the, the If you really want to know how ridiculous this is, just hear what I'm getting ready to say. Nick Sirianni, who coached the game last night, surrounded by players tested positive this morning Mm
3: -hmm.
1: oh but i'm sure he caught it in his sleep i fully believe you i really do oh yeah strap in that's coming the philadelphia eagles wave of coronavirus cases that's coming what is the league gonna do about it trudge on it's the yeah, one I'm, thing that they've done since this entire thing started.
2: I am a big fan of can we make Adam Silver the commissioner of the world? Okay, why? Uh because of his comment yesterday. Yeah, we gotta learn that this is not going away. Uh, it's time to figure out how to oh, deal with it as opposed yeah. to kicking the can down the road. Yeah.
1: We gotta learn to live with it. Teams gotta do what they gotta do to get on the court, although the NBA is the one that's canceling games. They're not canceling them, postponing. Them. Or postponing them, excuse me.
2: Well see the, the NBA has an ability to do that. The NFL doesn't. True.
1: You can move that to some other random night in the season. Well, here's season.
2: the thing. The NBA could just – they could just give somebody a win and a loss, and there'd probably be 14 people that went, oink.
1: When yeah, did that game happen? I don't, I don't think too many people We would did care. this for
2: a living, and if you told me, hey, the Hornets played the Bulls on Wednesday last week. Yeah, I don't remember it, but I'm going to take your word sure for it. Sure they did. Sure they did.
1: But this, uh, you know, maybe silver linings here, you're seeing some – you're seeing some old names come back into the league have you seen this no joe johnson's coming back (laughs) oh yeah joe johnson's coming back and so is lance stevenson
2: who signed lance stevenson let me see why uh that sounds like an atlanta hawks thing i have not seen this if you're watching on youtube you can literally see that it he's dumbfounded
1: Uh, i saw the i I know the the hawks have some form of
2: why am i not even a little bit the atlanta
1: hawks have signed lance stevenson to a 10-day contract and then today somebody else signed joe johnson
2: that was the boston celtics i did see that
1: one there you go yeah you do what you can to get the games in to make sure that make sure that the games get played but I don't want to see us moving games anymore. No, this moving, is ridiculous. Yeah, moving games. And Washington, Philadelphia games. last
2: night was borderline unwatchable. It was all right. It was, it was all right. Bad. In what connotation was that all right? <laughs> when Jalen Hurts feels emboldened to throw what felt like 58 deep balls, mm-hmm. that should tell you the secondary for this team you're playing
1: is killed. Is not good. And meanwhile, Jalen wasn't that good. He was. He's okay. He was fine.
2: J- Jalen Hurts is one of those players that I look at the narrative on him, mm-hmm. and it's really funny that the narrative on him never lines up with what I see. Okay. When people get down on him, it's when I start to go, well, I mean, he's not that bad. But then when the media narrative is, oh, he's the quarterback of the future, okay, let's, let's calm down on that. Let's hold off.
1: Hold off. Yeah, Adam Silver says there's no plans to pause the NBA season, they are postponing games. There were two more today that have been postponed. They have uh, they've been making all of the arrangements. They've got protocol or uh, uh, backup plans in place for Christmas Day. It's got the, their big prime time game. You've seen the NHL has already paused. They're going they're going to kick back off this weekend as well. And I don't think it's coming for the NFL. There's no way the NFL can do that. No. They,
2: they've they known that this entire time. Goodell's just never come out and said it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'll guarantee you he said it behind closed doors 500 times. 500 times? What, that we're not going to? No, we're, oh, not, yeah, yeah. we're not doing that. We will keep everything exactly as it is, and we'll adjust where we have to.
1: Mm-hmm. You're in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Don't forget to check us out live on YouTube. You can go to sportsocracy.com, click on that live video link, hit the subscribe button so you can join us in the chat, and, uh, you know, you can share your your wisdom with us. Like Rob Johnson, who says, The NFL would have said that if you're vaccinated and still test positive and you can't play, I bet the vaccination rate would have been a lot lower. Maybe so. Maybe so. You just never know. We got green on green picks coming up next right here on ESPN Asheville. We uh, We got one bowl game tonight. You got some NBA picks as well? I do. All right. We'll see how you do coming up next.
5: Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina.
0: At Ingalls, we know that nothing brings a family together quite like the holidays. This Christmas, let's give what's in our hearts, thoughtfully and cheerfully.
4: This week at Ingalls, select sizes and varieties, Maxwell House, large can or pod coffee, $5.98 each. Select sizes and varieties, green giant canned vegetables, $3 for $2.
5: And select 12 ounce Celsius sparkling water, $2 for $3. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings.
0: Coffee the closers, on. Get him the money. Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the
2: win. Three and two last night. I would have been undefeated if it wasn't for the Rams-Seahawks game. But, or no, other one. No. Uh, Eagles-Washington football team there game. There you go. If it hadn't been for that, I would have been undefeated last night. But it was, so we went three and two. Got three picks in the NBA tonight and one in college football. First, in the NBA, the Atlanta Hawks are home hosting the Orlando Magic. Atlanta's a seven-point favorite. This is going to be something that I'm going to give out in this segment, what I feel like is going to be a lot of times in the next two months. Vegas is going to overreact to teams that are are hemorrhaged by the coronavirus, which is exactly what this is. This game started as a nine-and-a-half-point lean. It's come down two-and-a-half points because, oh, the th- the Hawks are so thin. The Orlando Magic is a borderline G, G League team. I don't care who plays for Atlanta. As long as you've got a star, you're good enough to beat this team aggressively. Give me the Hawks minus the seven. My 2022 NBA champion Denver Nuggets travel Oklahoma City tonight. Denver's a six point favorite. Six six. That's I it. Was, I was waiting to see how long. Sorry, it, took for it, that it, to it, marinate it didn't click in
1: for me for a second. It's like Oklahoma
0: City. Okay, it right.
2: is unbelievable to me. The disrespect that my 2022 NBA champions get. Give me my Nuggets minus the six. The Milwaukee Bucks are a nine point favorite, at, nine point favorite at home tonight against the Houston Rockets. This is another COVID protocols blah blah blah. I don't care. The Houston Rockets are terrible. I'm I'm only laying nine all over it. Give me the Bucks. Finally, in the Armed Forces Bowl this evening, the Missouri Tigers take on Army. Missouri doesn't have their quarterback. This number's moved entirely too much. Missouri's a six-and-a-half-point dog to Army. The team that never throws ever and gave up 70 points to Wake Forest. To me, yeah, okay, Army, it, I get it. Give me Missouri, plus the six-and-a-half they went
0: out right. Go and do likewise, gents. The money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you.
1: Yeah, it's, it, it's been a long time. been a long time since Army was able to beat a Power 5 team in a bowl. It was like 1985.
2: Well, people overreact to, well, the, the offense is so different. I get that. But their defense is not good. That that line's moved, I think, four solid points since it debuted.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I- I'm not sitting here telling you that Missouri's a great
1: team. They're still an SEC team. Right. That was at least competitive. Uh, I, do, I do love bowl season because of the unpredictability of it all. You just, you never know. And, and now I think it's made, it even, it's made it even harder now that you don't know who's going to play and who's not going to play in any of these games. How about the monkey knife fight? You ready for that? First time ever a college football monkey knife fight. All right, go to monkeyknifefight.com, create your account today for daily fantasy sports props, fun. All you got to do is go to monkeyknifefight.com, create your account. When you make your initial deposit and use our promo code tank, T-A-N-K, they will match your initial deposit up to $50 and they will also give you a $5 free play, which you can use on this first ever college football pick on this show.
2: I am playing the more or less 3x multiplier between Missouri and Army. I will go more than 170 and a half passing yards for Missouri backup quarterback Brady Cook, and more than 55 and a half for Christian Anderson. 55 and a half? 55 and a half. Wow. They throw about four times a game. But those do tend to be big throws when they do because they catch you so off guard. I think Army will be behind. To me, this is free money. Mm -hmm. This is free money. If you agree with me and you think Missouri's going to win this game, this is free money. And it will take your $10 buy-in and turn it into a $30 prize.
1: I mean, Army lost to Navy, for goodness sakes. And now people think you that they're going to lose to You can't put that much Missouri. into that
2: because it's a rivalry game.
1: Yeah. I just But Navy's not good.
2: Nah, they were competitive. Mm-hmm. They're very disciplined. Yeah. Missouri is very not disciplined. Shocker of shockers. However,
1: one of the military academies, very disciplined.
2: Well, they all are.
1: <laughs> Who's shocked? Have you seen this news? Your boyfriend or your former boyfriend, I guess, he might play this weekend. Matt Rule says Sam Darnold will play this weekend against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Bank of America Stadium. Cam Newton's still starting the game, but we might see Sam Darnold. He has been cleared for contact. So but so
2: Cam's going to start. Yes. But you might see Sam Darnold.
1: hmm He says he will play. He didn't say he might play. He said he will play.
2: I feel like at some point, Matt Rule has taken a blow to the head that we don't know about because everything he says gets dumber and dumber and dumber by the day. You do realize that nobody in the NFL does this for a reason, right? These cute little PJ Walkers say it. Nobody does that for a very
1: specific reason Mm -hmm. because it's really dumb. Well, at this point, you're not, I mean, you don't have anything to play for. So. If you actually believe
2: that there is any rational path that Cam Newton has more of a future with this team than the next three games, you need to have your head examined.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's a lot and of And I would
2: address that directly to Matt Rule.
1: I have seen a lot of that, too, on the Twitter sphere. It's kind of surprising to me. Uh, I had thought everybody had come off of this, oh, Cam Newton's still a thing after how badly he's played, but I'm still seeing a lot of... Oh, this is so re- disrespectful to Cam. This could be his could be his last game. Yeah, and you better hope it's his last game. Yeah, cuz if
2: cuz there's not a coach with an IQ above salad dressing that thinks that this has been a this has worked nicely.
1: No. It's been an absolute disaster. But, you know, uh, Sam Darnold being cleared for uh for contact, that that means at least we can take a step toward the next chapter of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, In the
2: next hour, we've got two Super Chats to get to. I'm
1: your Huckleberry. Okay.
2: And the year in review.
1: That's right. All coming up next right here on ESPN Asheville.
0: He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Wicked Weed Brewing.
1: And welcome back in to the Ingalls studio here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. The Sportocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to the sportocracy.com click on that live video link. Join us in the chat. you got to subscribe to the channel to do that. Share it out with your friends as well. That's not a requirement, but, I mean, it should be. If you're a good friend you will share this out with all of your other friends
2: and just tell them you know this, 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 this is the th- th- thing we do this is what we do it's the thing we do from uh three to
1: five
2: <laughs> starting in the new year three to six
1: yes it's gonna with be a the, whole lot of with fun. the
2: uncensored five to six hour yes on youtube exclusively
1: yeah uh of course we've had this split schedule over the last uh year and a half
2: which i'm gonna be honest with you now that we've gotten to this point There may not be anything I've done in my entire life that makes less sense than that.
1: Oh, then having a 10 o'clock morning show for an hour and then taking a three-hour break and then doing a two-hour radio show.
2: Uh, Yeah, and you know who else has figured that same thing out? Virtually every person that's ever done it.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: If you think about all the people that have done this over the years, whether it's Stephen A. Smith, Colin Cowherd, uh, Dan Patrick did it at one point, Mike Greenberg, they've virtually all figured out hey, this is entirely too
1: much work. Exactly. Uh, You're doing everything twice, and that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. (laughs) So now uh, in the new year, we are going to have the afternoon show from 3 to 5 right here on ESPN Asheville, and then there will be an uncensored third hour directly following the radio show on the YouTube channel. So, I mean, if if you're just on the YouTube channel, you don't have to go anywhere. You just stay on it for all just, three hours. Just stay there. Just stay there, mm-hmm. just stay there and we'll be right there. Um, but it's, it, it's, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Again, I, th- I feel like every time we talk about things like this, we always have to mention the great amount of support that we have gotten uh, from everybody who listens to this program, everyone who watches us each and every weekday morning, uh, on Sundays as we get you ready for the fantasy football day, uh, in the afternoon on the radio show and getting in the chats and doing the super chats for charity and 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 all of the things like it's it's really
2: baffling to us to be really honest right
1: we are just we are so overwhelmed with, with with joy and uh and and thanksgiving that just thank you Thank you for your support. Supporting our little dream here, we keep we try to do our best to keep you entertained for three hours each and every day. And pretty soon, it's all going to be in one big chunk uh, in the evening. So we're going to continue to have some morning. Uh, some, oh, we'll do yeah, some. Yeah, we'll still have some recorded stuff that goes out every morning to so that uh, you know you can still screw around at work in the mornings with us. Oh yeah, and we'll have <laughs> a lot of
2: we'll have a lot of recorded things that go out and and different things like that. Exactly, we're trying to simplify the process indeed, because I think I've aged nine years in the last twelve months,
1: right like I don't I, know if you feel the same way but I, I do know. I do and here's the thing this has been this has been such a momentous year of things happening in the sports world that it's hard to to remember like Hideki Matsuyama winning the masters i I, I said this to him earlier uh, before we got on the air. That feels like it was four years ago, and it was just this spring. (laughs) It just recently happened. But it's amazing all of the things that can happen in one calendar year that you think, God, that feels like it was ages ago. I mean, there are some things that stick in your mind, of that still seem fresh? Like, I know Jeremy has been upset for the entire calendar year, well, at least since February, since the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. It's the worst thing that happened this year in Jeremy's world. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> oh, it has Cause, been absolutely awful. Because he just can't stand it. He can't stand it that I have something that I'm supremely happy about. He has to poo upon it. Yes, I would agree with that that also feels by the way that feels like it's been 6 years ago absolutely that's more because of you though well i mean when you get such a dominating performance by your team in the biggest game of the year it's hard to let that go you know i feel like i'm going to i'm going to have another championship christmas this year of course you do Well, look, I I mean, so I've I've usually only been used to, you know, my baseball team. Like, championship Christmases happen after the Red Sox win the World Series. So I've had a few of those in my adult life where everything I get for Christmas is all related to World Series stuff. Like, I get a World Series T-shirt from so-and-so, and I'll get a book and a video and, like, all of these things. And I feel like that's what I, I may be headed for this Christmas as well. Uh, but it's you know nine months removed from from the or ten months removed, excuse me, from the actual championship happening. This is what Atlanta Braves fans. This is what you're getting ready to go through. I mean, if you're an Atlanta Braves fan, everybody in your family should have gotten you something for Christmas that has World Series champions on it. Now, that is more recent in our memory. We, you know, The Atlanta Braves winning the World Series, that was just two months ago. But you go back to the beginning of the year, I mean, Alabama absolutely beating down Ohio State in the national championship game was the first big thing of the year that happened. Sadly, we lost Hank Aaron in January of this past year as well, which, you know, I, I know it was fresh in Braves fans' minds, but... Man, when you go back and think about it, what a year to win a World Series. Your greatest hero passes away, and then nine months later, you're celebrating your first World Series championship since the mid-'90s. It's been an amazing year in the sports world. Tampa obviously winning winning the World Series, and now we're gearing up for another World Series. Milwaukee wins their first championship in 50 years with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hey, I did it right that time. Antetokounmpo. Who can forget Baylor winning their first national championship in basketball? Like it's all it's almost like it makes it a distant memory what happened during a great um men's basketball tournament that we had this past year. Your use of the word great and mine are very oh, different. Oh, come on. We had so many good storylines come out of that. Loyola see, Chicago making you're more, their
2: run. It's, and for me, that means nothing. Why? I want to see the best teams play each other. That Cinderella thing is the most overrated thing in all of sports. <laughs> no. It makes it more interesting. Loyola Chicago's best player look like me with a mustache. Cameron Krutwig. He will, he will live forever. Ugh. yeah that, that did nothing for me you like this little uh, uh, No, nah, I'm, I'm just a, a microcosm of the world because guess what lowest rated games that were nationally televised
1: oh we're the loyalist. yeah yeah i get it i just don't care i love i love a good story i love a good story and that's and and we had a lot of that I mean, the Pac-12. Who thought the Pac-12 was going to dominate the the tournament like they, they didn't did? didn't mean to. I, I get that. Who thought Oregon State was going to make a run? UCLA going first four to final four. Whew, I watched Oregon State the other night. Whew. That aged Bad. like
2: milk. That didn't even look like the same. If if they weren't wearing the same jerseys. That looked nothing like the team
1: I had just seen. Mm-hmm. Oral Roberts. We had fun with that for a week and a half of how many you know can Oral Roberts pull off another upset. And they gave us two. In the first weekend of the tournament. It was great. I know you only like the 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 Blue Bloods. He only wants to see the Blue Bloods win. It's I not, think that's what makes March not that. I think that's what makes makes March great is Getting to see these other teams win games against teams that they're not
2: supposed to be. Yeah, and that's – I hear that, and then nobody watches it. And I I just – I don't understand. Okay, that makes it great, then why don't you consume it? That Oral Roberts game against Arkansas, the rating was terrible. Now, and granted, it, it was on TBS,
1: but still, it was right. terrible even for TBS ratings during that same tournament. And see that, see, maybe I'm the weird one. Maybe I'm the weird one because I think that that was a game that I watched more of than any of the other games. Because I want I want to see if it can happen. I'm always a fan of the underdog until it until it affects my team. Yeah, I'm not (laughs) like every other year. I'm all about the underdogs. The year that George Mason beat Carolina in the tournament, I shut it down. Like I I I hate everything. (laughs) Yeah, those are just those do nothing for me. Yeah. But you had a great national championship game with Gonzaga and Baylor. We all thought Gonzaga was going to be unstoppable. And then they got slaughtered. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that was not that also a very strange use of the word
2: great. That game was over in four minutes. In <laughs> four minutes. They were down by 15 in the first four minutes. I understand that. It never got closer than that. Mm-hmm. That's one of those games I watched the entire thing going, what am I watching right now? I also had a <clears throat> irresponsibly large wager on Gonzaga
3: mm-hmm. so
1: that probably didn't help anything no no it doesn't um but Baylor again that was a team that I was personally invested in because we had a former UNC Asheville player on that team Macy Oteague and and the rest of the Baylor Bears getting the win in the uh in the championship seems like a distant memory today just because there's so much to consume what Was your favorite wh- wh- Who who is your champion of the year like what was the championship that was won this year that you go now that was a statement and this is going to be a weird answer
2: because we don't talk as much about this on this show mm-hmm. in the new year we'll be branching not necessarily into new things you can still rest assured you're probably not going to get breakdowns of the Mets bullpen on this show no you're going to get more food things you're going to get more movie things <laughs> more sports things i feel like golf had a phenomenal year it did i feel like golf had the best year of any sport
1: okay so what was the championship moment
2: i could honestly say any of the majors any of them any of
3: them okay they
1: were all fantastic they were they were all close unfortunately and that's stays in one of the only... days none of them <laughs> that's not surprising <laughs>
2: i'm just saying if you've wagered on golf for any period of time you are not surprised by that in right. the least
1: right which i haven't uh, everybody knows i'm new to the golf game this was my uh this was my first year getting into the pga carried over from last fall when it was the only thing that was on to watch i mean i would have to say colin morikawa was probably the the biggest moment of the year oh mine was in phil. my opinion mine was phil, phil winning it close. as the old the the oldest guy to win a major at 50 years old winning the pga championship i just feel like there was a yeah but on every sport you know okay. you, you got
2: to the playoffs but there's, there's not really anybody there in the nfl
1: what do you mean there's not well, anybody there
2: Yeah, i'm talking back to the playoffs last year at the beginning of this year yeah you just look at all this and the nba feels like it's lost every bit of luster it ever had i mean am i the only one that feels that way maybe i'm completely off base on this i care about the hornets and i care about the nuggets who are the team that i pull for other than that i care less
3: right
1: i'll pick it up when the nfl's over well see i think that's more i i think that's more of the thing it's not like the NBA's completely lost everything. It's just football is that much these days. Like, oh, well, football but that, but is so new. beloved. I feel like there is no
2: real momentum behind the NBA on the whole. I would agree with that. I think a year with no—and I think it's going to take some time for you to recover from that. Mm-hmm. A year with nobody in the building, that is the sport that got hemorrhaged the most. Because you look around and go, well, this is odd. I I, I don't know how to feel about this. And I feel like people checked out on it, and nobody came back.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, people did. I have mm-hmm. NBA League Pass. I turned on – and I'm not going to tell you the two teams because <clears>
1: – <throat> Because you're embarrassed?
2: Oh, well, because I had wagered on it. I don't want you to know how deep I dug into the NBA to a game I had wagered on. I'll give <laughs> you a hint. One of them was the Sacramento Kings. Oh, gross. I, they, they panned around the stadium – And I swear to you it looked like there were eighty six people in the arena. It was the Kings. It wasn't at Sacramento, though. And the other team, reasonably popular.
1: If you look at the Kings Kings. schedule, you can figure it out. (laughs) I was gonna say, yeah, but again, it's the Kings. I mean, that's great that I mean you're just not gonna show up to watch a bloodbath. I'm not gonna spend my money on that. Like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna he will spend his money to go boo, boo. I didn't say i spent money to do that
2: you don't spend money to do anything
1: that's pretty much true
2: i'm shocked you don't barter with gas pumps Do <laughs> you sure i have to give you money are you sure you won't just give it to me i
1: try to uh but then they don't talk back they don't like it when you heckle over the or haggle over the price of gas no i mean i mean i just i'm not spending my money to go to that like the other day i'll use for example um Florida State, y'all played some lower-level team. Lipscomb. Y'all played Lipscomb the other night. And I saw a highlight from that team. There was, from that game, there were six people in the building. Well, I'm going to be real honest with you. It's been a Florida State staple sure. in games like that for many years. Sure, but I'm saying this is a team that, you know, in the last few years, you, you pulled in a lot of fans. Uh, well, we have. This has also been a bad start to the year. But here's the thing. I don't – I'm not interested. I'm not interested to go to that game. That's, I don't want a, that's to one of the that. things that I'll be
2: honest with you over the last, one of my
1: big takeaways
2: of the year is I've long heard about your, your sports tree mm-hmm. and the things that you consume. Mm-hmm. I feel like there are more things to consume in sports right now than there have ever been that are overly consumable. Okay. Like I, I mentioned with golf, I, I think college basketball at times is more consumable than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. The NFL, college football, those are givens, right? But it's almost funny to me. Just think about this show in general. We steer more into movies and, and things like that now than we ever have before.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I, somebody in our Discord once said, This is more, th- this is as much a pop culture show as it is a sports show. Yeah, it kind of mm-hmm. is. And I'm not going to lie, I'm not averse to that. I'm not either. Because the Jake Pauls of the world have broken boxing for me. Mm-hmm. And I can do that with a litany of other sports. There's a reason we have no politics on the door. I have no interest in anything like that, mm-hmm. and neither do you. Mm-hmm. No. And then you get into these sideshow, yard barker, carnival attractions like Jake Paul. I have no interest in that either.
3: hmm
2: Somebody else wants to talk about that? Good on you. I'll talk about Phil winning the PGA or Colin Morikawa or Hideki Matsuyama until I'm blue in the face. Right. But all this other sideshow nonsense, I'm out. That was one of my biggest takeaways of the year. Mm-hmm. Is how much is how weird the consumption of what people will consume is to me at this point. If you told me right now I had to sit down and watch one of those thriller fight club three hour pay per views, uh, how much money are you going to pay me to do this? Because mm-hmm. I'm not doing it for free, and I'm certainly not paying you to do
1: it. Right. We live in a society where people don't people don't people just don't consume those things like that anymore. I mean, I think that's that's one of the big problems that, you know, baseball faces. Baseball faces a major problem of you have so many people that they like baseball and they can tolerate baseball for a while. But baseball is one of those sports that has always been consumed or that has always yeah, been consumed by people who pay attention to every ball and strike. And those it's just not the way that society works anymore. You don't lock in and just only focus on that one thing. We're an ADD society. That's why high-impact sports like football work best now. Because they can keep you entertained. That's why the Red Zone Channel works so well. I don't watch football really any other way. Right. Unless it's standalone games. Yeah. Red Zone Channel is so popular... You know, Scott Hansen might be the most recognizable figure in the NFL today or in NFL broadcasting. today. I would I probably agree with that. But it's it, but it's because of our ADD society of we just bounce from one thing to another and we can't we, we can't stick and we don't care about the minutia. We just care about the big things. We care about the scores. We care about seeing the big home runs. And if you got a game that ain't, you know, nobody scored in six innings, nobody cares. Asterisk few people care. I just feel like that's that's where we are. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 8:80 a.m. and 1400, Jeremy saw another Christmas movie. This is another Rankin Bass uh Claymation 1960s Movie. He, he did Ray Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer in the first hour. Uh, if and, you missed and it. And I
2: have uh, a bone of contention uh, for <laughs> some of you that listen to this show. We'll discuss it after the break
1: here on ESPN Asheville.
2: The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that
1: St. Nicholas soon would be there. St. Nicholas and my family. They'll all be here. The holidays are coming, and so are the guests. Are you sure your home's ready? Let Over the Moon Cleaning Services do the heavy lifting for you. Right now, Over the Moon is offering Sportsocracy listeners 20% off a deep clean when you schedule bi-weekly or weekly cleanings. Call them today at 585-0146 and book a free estimate. 585-0146.
5: I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis.
4: Sounds like someone needs to sing a Christmas carol. No way. best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. People were human beings to him, but to you, a warped, frustrated old man, they're cattle. Well, in my book, he died a much richer man than you will ever be.
0: If you believe in this spirit thing, you the miracle will happen, and then you'll want it to happen again tomorrow. You won't be one of these who says Christmas is once a year and it's a fraud. It's not. It can happen every day. You've just got to want that feeling.
1: All you got to do, Jeremy, is want
2: that feeling. Oh, I have a feeling. Yeah. Uh, after th- th- this particular movie
1: that I watched, and it's <laughs> a lot of anger. Uh, another twelve days of Christmas movie reviews by one Floster Thomas, Jeremy Green. He has seen two of the Rankin Bass claymation movies that I gave him. He did Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer in the first hour, and last night you also watched the Year Without a Santa Claus. I did. Uh, which uh, i had two takeaways from this one
2: too yeah a, i didn't know it was going to be a borderline musical mm-hmm. because that stupid song has been stuck in my head since about 11 o'clock last night which
1: one the 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 snow miser yes
2: i'm uh, mr snow yeah uh, it's been i'm
1: mr white christmas i'm mr ten below yeah that yeah, one i like that it, song. it's
2: awful <laughs> you would like that song?
1: of course i do i love all christmas music here's my other takeaway
2: I have long been compared to a character in this movie. Oh, the heat miser. I never actually knew what he looked like. I do not look like that. (laughs) There is nothing about me that looks like that.
1: If you took the hair and flipped it on its chin and put a backwards cap on it, you would look like it.
2: I I, I don't like this comparison, not even a little bit. (laughs) And now that I've seen the movie and I know what all that's about... I got, I got, we're going to turn this into Festivus. I got a lot of problems with you people.
1: <laughs> He's got the airing of grievances coming got, your way. Yeah.
2: Anybody that's compared me to that, we have a problem.
1: See, Yukon Cornelius, that, that might be, an, that might have been a better one. Does not
2: look like that stupid character from that movie.
1: <laughs> Again, take the hair, flip it onto the, uh, onto the, to the chin. Yeah, you're No. Yeah, you're it was fine especially it, when you've was, had a few drinks and that nose turns red
2: it was very <laughs> it was very christmasy santa yes. wakes up with uh, he's got a sickness he's got calls. corona. yeah yeah it's, it's something and, and things go sideways
3: mm-hmm.
2: ah that one i'm gonna rate it the same thing i did the last one Five and a half. Five and a half okay. i would have probably liked it much more if i'd have seen it when i was oh i don't know 12 mm-hmm. like most people mm-hmm. watching it in your 30s i couldn't get away from the heat buzzer. I was so angry that uh, that is who you keep comparing me to? Right. I do still maintain that Tank looks exactly like uh, uh, Santa Claus in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Mm -hmm. If you
1: continued on PhD weight loss and... Grew a beard, which I'm going to continue on PhD weight loss, and uh, you're going to hear more about that in, in the, the new coming year. year. Yeah, exactly. tanks, tank's lost 20 pounds. Almost, I'm almost in the in the uh, 20 pound club. No 19 pounds you, so far. You just can't pass me. If you weigh less than me, then it, it takes a lot of my shtick away. Well, they t- you know they did the smart thing and they told Jeremy, you you got a little bit of a sniffle. Don't come in here today.
2: Yeah, stay um, away. So I don't know. I don't really know where I am, but I, I, I'll, I'll tell you in the in the new year. <laughs> right because i feel like i'm
1: catching up i feel like i'm I'm starting to catch you well, you were like 70 pounds behind me in the first place oh stop that it wasn't even that kind of, we were we were closer than you wanted it to be well i'm also nine inches taller than well, you. well this said. is true I, I i mean i give you all the credit in the world for that i'm not uh, i've never said that my body is better than yours because everybody knows that's a lie
2: i will give you credit you have been very dedicated to this thank program
1: you. thank you i have uh, i have done my best uh to try to make sure that this is uh hopefully the last time i have to do one of these uh one of these programs because this is the one that's working. gonna work oh it's working it is absolutely working anyhow um all right uh are you ready to get weird let's let's do it then.
0: on the weird scale there's vegas there's florida And there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville.
2: I'm not going to tell you where the story's from. I'm just going to see if you can
1: guess it. Okay.
2: Authorities found crimes. Okay. They pulled over an individual, and during a traffic stop, they realized that there was a protrudence in the pantal region of the person that they had pulled over
1: oh wow okay uh
2: because he it's had the pleats
1: he taking him back to the pants store right now
2: he had methamphetamine and cocaine wrapped around mm, uh-huh. an area mm-hmm. and he had a very strange explanation for why that was there okay he said yes it was on my person but a it's not mine and b i did not put it there that is probably the most aggressive way of getting out of crimes that I have ever heard. The Pinellas County Sheriff's Department said that they stopped a vehicle driving without its lights on at 4 a.m. last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Reports the driver were arrested on charges of DUI, marijuana possession, and other drug charges. Now, I ask you that, or I tell you that story, and now I ask you this. Where is this story from? Florida. That's exactly right. Gotta be. I. So we get these stories from specific servers that do weird news stories Mm -hmm. one of the ones that i use has now got its own category of florida stories okay it separates florida into its own category
1: excellent
2: authorities also and and look don't do crimes right but if you're gonna do crimes don't do more crimes on top of the crimes Mm -hmm. authorities said they found a gun under the passenger seat while searching the car and then discovered the drugs while searching the passenger. Of course, no, no, no uh, uh, comment on who the, who the uh, crimes mm. belonged to,
1: but the arrested individual claims it was not him. Um, I, I you know, I've told the story before. When I was a kid, my grandmother used to take me around to all of these uh, yard sales. We'd go to yard sales and estate sales and. We just buy other people's crap. Oh, you're the reason those things happen. And yes, yes. And sometimes, sometimes other people's crap becomes your treasure. And nobody, I think, has ever done this better than one guy in uh, Concord, Massachusetts. He went to an estate sale and he, he saw this nice little sketch that was... It was kind of cool. And he was like, How much do you want for that for that drawing over there? They said, 30 bucks. This was five years ago, by the way. The 30 bucks. You can have it, you take it home, it's yours. He was like, Cool. That seems, seems reasonable. Well, turns out that that was a very, very special sketch that was possibly drawn by a German artist named Albrecht durer albrecht durer died in 1528 they have now determined that that picture is worth take a guess jeremy 17 dollars seven
2: billion dollars not quite that much 447 million dollars
1: <laughs> uh, i'm gonna start guessing at the
2: way you guess what i yeah, ask you're, you you're, you're,
1: you're a little too high on that one um it's worth 50 50 million dollars. Say, here's my question. Who is that worth 50 million dollars to? <laughs> I guess to society as a whole. Well, I mean, we got people buying video games for 20 million dollars. This so. is true. It's very true. This drawing is known as The Virgin and Child with a Flower on a Grassy Bench. And it sits on display um in a gallery in London now and the and the gallery says that this was a an artwork by Albrecht Durer, a a drawing from 1528 sold at thirty dollars sold for thirty dollars at an estate sale in Concord, Massachusetts, and now whoever bought it is fifty million dollars in the black. That is an unbelievable markup on your investment.
2: I just I can't ever when you tell these stories I can never figure like so who's paying that. And why? And why do they have all this money?
1: Bill Gates. I guess I don't know. No, Bill spends his money in much more uh <clears throat> judicious places. You don't think he has a couple of uh priceless works of art hanging in his house? That's one of the I've I'm just sure never understood.
2: Does. Is what My, having art? We have a painting over the uh, over the uh i don't know what you call it basically the table where we keep our keys okay i think we paid nine dollars for it Mm -hmm. works just fine it's very lovely it's very ornate i see it every day why would you pay more money than that i think we got it at target
1: that place the tank refused to refuses to go to that's just bougie it's too (sighs) bougie (laughs) i just can't imagine Having something in my possession that co- that that is that much worth that much money, and the fact that you got it for thirty dollars makes me want to tip my hat to you because that is the find of the century.
2: All right, so we got uh, we we got two of these to get to uh, that we missed from the back end of the last hour. Okay. Uh, the first one is from our our buddy Colin who who wants my very patented tagline from the morning show. Which is, run the damn ball! <laughs> and he, he ended that with, can we get that put on a shirt uh, beginning of the year? Yes. I, we put merchandise things on the back burner because we were trying to... If you watch the morning show this morning, you saw that we have a nice new opener that mm-hmm. you'll see at the beginning of all these shows moving forward. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of things. But yes, we will have that on a shirt uh, at the beginning of the year. Excellent. Uh, and another one, Devin asked us, who replaces Matt Rule in 2022? I'm
1: going to be honest with you. I don't really see a way that he gets fired. Oh, I do. How? I think all it's, uh, all it's going to take is for David Tepper to look at this and go, I'm done. And I don't know if he's reached that point yet. I don't know. I, I have no idea. I mean, he gave the guy $8.5 million a year just a year ago. Yeah, and see, you know, that's, he where, said, he said, that's where all this kind of
2: breaks down is this was the this was a big hire for carolina when they made it Mm -hmm. and it hasn't gone particularly well to this point but i mean do you really think they can tap out on it this quickly i do i mean i could do it but then again i've i've been ready to tap out on every florida state coach pretty much since bobby bowden within two quarters Mm -hmm. so i might not be the best person to ask
1: i think everything's everything is on the table for a guy like david tepper i've said this time and time again I mean, the guy made his money in the hedge fund business, right? Wasn't he a hedge fund manager? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the business world and all of that, I mean, that's a pretty cutthroat business. But if he also you see a from- business that's failing, what do you do? You cut your losses and get what you can out of it.
2: Yeah, but from the same mindset, one of the biggest things to the success of business is continuity.
1: Yeah, but do you think that, do you think two years is not enough for you to know that this isn't going to go the way I want it to. If he if he looks at Matt Rule he goes, the ceiling for this guy as our coach is seventh seed in a playoffs. It's
2: it would, not, It's well, not where he wants to well, be. Well, to me, it just depends. Is there somebody else out there that you think can be that?
1: Sure. This
2: is one of those years to me that I'm looking around the landscape going, if I've got a guy that I feel even reasonably good about, I'm sticking with him. Mm-hmm. There are not a ton of candidates out there that I really feel great about. Okay. It gets very Leslie Frazier-ish very quickly. And I like Leslie yeah. Frazier. I just think he's a defensive
1: coordinator. I watched it in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But would you not be willing – do you not think it's worth the gamble to cut Matt Rule loose and go take your shot at an Eric B. Enemy, or take your shot at Brian Daybowl or – I mean, are those guys that you look at and go, they could be more successful than Matt Rule as a head coach in this league?
2: Not really. Okay. I mean, if if I hadn't seen the last two years in Carolina, and you asked me the guys you just said, I would rather have Matt Rule than either one of them. Okay. And I feel like he's drafted well. Now, how much of that's Fitterer? How much of it's or, – or not fitter, How much of it's the front office? How much of it's him? How much to say does he have? I don't know. I know what I've been told.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's a lot the one thing that we do know is that you have your gm there's nobody safer in that building than scott Federer.
2: we i mean you think uh, he's certainly safe but you know i mean a lot of those moves they've sounded really good and then they didn't necessarily pan out all that well at the end of the day that's still the guy that looked at cam newton and went yeah let's do that that'll be
1: fun well and you also don't know how much how much that had to do with david well, and that's I don't one know the, if that was David's thing. Of, we just got to salvage something for the rest of the season to make sure that we don't have an empty stadium for the rest and, of the year. And
2: for Panthers fans'
1: sake, I hope that's
2: not the case. I believe he will get another year, and I think he should. Matt Rule. Mm-hmm. But I'm also going to level with you that open offensive coordinator spot, you should really throw some money at a high end hire. Okay. Who would that be? Who would that be? For me, I'm looking at it like this needs to be the Wade Phillips to Sean McVay's H.C. and with, with the Rams. You need somebody that's been in this league for a long time. Okay. Because one of the things that I have noticed with Matt Rule that really bothers me, he has a very college mindset. Mm-hmm. This two-quarterback thing. That's complete nonsense. The rest of the league is laughing at you over this because it doesn't make any sense. But it works in college. Well, it doesn't work here. And that's one of the things that college guys fall into all the time mm-hmm. is that they think they're going to be the next innovator that brings the spread no you're just doing dumb things that the other league the rest of the league's already figured out there's a reason we don't do that right so i think having a second in command that's an nfl guy but i think that with virtually every college coach
3: mm-hmm.
2: one of the things that made me the most nervous and i can tell you definitively is why he didn't get the jets job the Jets wanted Matt Rule to be the coach of uh, of their team when they hired Adam Gase. Right. The reason he didn't get the job is because he told them who he wanted on his staff. And they looked around and they went, that's all college guys. Right. We don't want you to have all college guys. Even Urban Meyer, who I have killed on this show, still had Daryl Bevel, still had Brian Schottenheimer. Look at the staff for Carolina. There's virtually no pro guys on that staff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like some of these things that happen, there's a reason for that. You need that guy. That would be my bigger question. All right, let's just pencil in that you keep rule. Who can you bring in to run that same kind of offense that you were wanting to run with Joe Brady that can be, for lack of a better term, the adult in the room? Mm -hmm. The guy that's been there before?
1: Doug Peterson. I mean, I I feel like you said that kind of tongue-in-cheek, but I don't hate it. No, I didn't say that tongue-in-cheek, but I also don't feel like he's a guy that I think he's a head coach. I I think he feels like he's a head coach, and he would take a head coach job. Well, I'm sure he feels that way. But do you think think, uh, David Tepper could come to him and say, hey, I want you to be our offensive coordinator? Depends on when you decide to do it. Mm -hmm. I
2: feel like Doug Peterson will interview for practically every job that's open, and he'll be a finalist for maybe one of them, and he'll get passed over. It's so question of do you want to wait for the opportunity or do you want to go somewhere that you might be able to reinvigorate
1: your right. brand? Work your way back in. The question the is would he
2: rather just sit at home? That's entirely possible. Mm-hmm. I feel, and this kind of goes to the Eric Biennium thing too. I feel like assistance
1: of Andy reed have been devalued. Okay. I could see that. <laughs> After the Matt Nagy thing, of course. After I mean, the Matt that just, Nagy that, thing, that, that, that's the one that sticks out in my mind.
2: After the Matt Nagy thing, after the uh the deal with Peterson in Philadelphia.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, Doug
2: Peterson wanted... acted a lot more like Andy Reid behind the scenes than people even know. Mm-hmm. He thought because he was that he played in the league and then he won a Super Bowl, he became very entitled. And so, you know, it sounds a little weird that he would take that. I could see a path to it. Yeah. If your goal is to get back into coaching in this league, you're gonna have to take something. I don't think you're gonna be gifted a head coaching job. I mean, I know he interviewed for a couple last year after he got fired by Philadelphia, but I never really felt like he was a front-runner for any of them. Right. But somebody like that. I, I feel, I fully believe that you need somebody like that.
1: J.T. Money says Jay Gruden.
2: And I'm going to be honest with you, you're not really? going to like what I'm getting ready to say. Mm-hmm. Matt Nagy probably wouldn't be a bad choice either. As an offensive coordinator? I mean, is the offense something that you're really invigorated by? No. I mean, at least he's been a coach. Mm-hmm. I'm more looking at guys that are going to get fired. Bad thing is, most of the guys that are going to get fired are defensive guys.
1: I also just don't see. I don't see David Tepper bringing in a loser, and I think that's that. That is going to hang on Matt Nagy. Of you're a loser. We've seen what happened in Chicago. And He's, I don't, a, and he's I don't a
2: loser as a one, but my argument to that would be: so was Wade Phillips. Mm-hmm. Wade Phillips was a terrible head coach. He's mm-hmm. a great coordinator. If you go into it with that mindset, you're doomed from the outset, right? Because here's the thing: most winners they're not going to take that job. Most winners because they're going to be looking right. for head coaching jobs. Well, right. they've already got a job,
1: which to me would be would would play more into Matt Rule gets fired and he goes and gets a winner who wants that job. Yes, and and that's the thing. I can't
2: get I can't get to the point where he gets fired,
1: right? You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville for the last time in 2021. It is time for something to chew on. Brought to you by Angles Markets. Here's Caleb Pink.
0: Cowboys and Washington football team and the Cowboys. It's a BYOB affair. Bring your own benches. They brought their own benches. I don't know if they drove it out on Jerry's bus. Put it in and flew it out. But Cowboys brought their benches. So Washington football team fans will see the star.
4: This is Chew On That, brought to you by Ingalls Markets. Low prices, love the savings. I'm Caleb Peake, and no, although I'm sure Jerry could have loaded the benches onto his bus and personally hauled them up to FedEx Field with plenty of room to spare, he let a Cleveland-based seating company, Dragon Seats, do the dirty work for him. You know the story by now. Dallas hears from Seattle that Washington's visitor benches have a faulty heating system. Dallas hires an outside company to ship their preferred benches to Washington and Dallas beats Washington 27 20 in a crucial NFC East matchup with the playoffs looming. It makes for a neat little in season storyline, add some low octane fuel to the Dallas Washington rivalry that fewer and fewer fans are actually paying attention to and tosses in a new gimmick. That's both unheard of and incredibly petty. Honestly, it's like friday night smackdown and the most obnoxious of the real housewives had a love child and this is what rolls down to you the consumer it's something you expect to go away as quickly as it cropped up just like eating tide pods and hopefully the second coming of the mullet but there's always that one individual that doesn't get the memo when something isn't cool anymore This time, that individual is the Washington football team, especially when the game Washington brought their own benches to was a gimmick in and of itself, gamesmanship, Riverboat Ron called it after the Dallas incident, all part of the mind games people like to play. But before you go and pull a stunt like that, as a part of just the third Tuesday night game in 11 seasons, with a 6-7 and seven club that's down not one, but two quarterbacks, as an organization that can't remember a time when the front office wasn't in turmoil in some fashion, you've got to take a moment and think like a high school sophomore. Can I pull this off? For Dallas, it was a matter of necessity that, to quote USA Today's Mike D. Sykes, turned into a flex. For the record, the boys didn't even order team logos on their benches. That was just added value tossed in by Dragon Seats. For the football team, it was about taking something that should have died on the vine as a one-off novelty and trying to make it a thing, like some kind of weird bad boy rebranding scheme. Like, pay no attention to the fact that we destroyed the careers of both RG3 and Dwayne Haskins only to have to trot out Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen on a good week. Never mind the mediocre record and our inability to defend our home turf. We brought our benches on the road. Visitor ticket sales are going to go through the roof. Here's the thing. I understand that Washington's working with a COVID-depleted roster right now. Not having either QB1 or QB2 who have handled all your meaningful reps, all those two-minute drills at practice, is a huge problem. It puts you way behind the eight ball as far as game planning is concerned. But neither Heineke nor Allen were lining up on the defensive side of the ball. The Philly offense is congealing at just the right time, and for all the star power that Nick Sirianni's got to work with, he's got to be most proud of his power back, Miles Sanders, for dicing up the Washington front seven for 7.3 yards a pop and 131 hard-fought yards on 18 carries. And with Sanders there to keep the Washington defensive front honest, Jalen Hurts had all day to get settled in and settled down. 20 of 26 with 334 yards of all-purpose offense and three total touchdowns is usually the box score of a winning quarterback. And it certainly was last night. I guess Washington, specifically Ron Rivera, has taken the whole inspire change motto to heart. But I'm not sure that this is the change he's trying to inspire. At best, it's a sign of allowing your divisional rivals to get deeply, embarrassingly into your head. At worst, it's a sign of a franchise with deeply misplaced priorities. But then again, this is a franchise that's also been mentioned in the same sentence with FBI in recent months. So at this point, it's safe to say things are out of control. At this point... The only change that's being inspired in D.C. will be a change in leadership after Christmas. By the way, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you and yours. I'm Caleb Peake. That's something to chew on.
1: Here in Beer City, we take homegrown seriously. And since 2012, Wicked Weed Brewing has been pushing the boundaries of the industry. They've not only created staples like the Freak of Nature Double IPA, Lieutenant Dank, and Pernicious, but they also opened the first sour beer taproom on the East Coast. Wicked Weed has also supported our local community to the tune of $1.6 million with the Beers That Build program. Visit one of their four locations, schedule a brewery tour, a place in order for pickup or delivery. WickedWeedBrewing.com.
0: Dirty Turkish heart back flat. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. heart
2: flat. Philip oh, heat through you. Well, it happened. We have had coronavirus infiltrate the bowl games. Yep. Texas AM has dropped out of the Gator Bowl, and now they're looking for a replacement to play Wake Forest. Total aside, Two of the teams that have jumped in, Marshall, who's already played in the bowl game, and Illinois, who was 5-7. and seven. <laughs> I'm sure that will sell a ton of tickets. I'm good. But not to be—first of all, that game's been canceled nine days out. Don't ask me to explain that, because I can't do it, because it doesn't make any form of sense. Now, the college football playoff has come out and said quite possibly the dumbest thing I've ever heard somebody say out loud. Their champion can be crowned on a coronavirus forfeit. You know, I didn't think the NCAA could come out and do something dumber than I've seen them do in the past. That's the dumbest thing I've heard you say in a long time. So what you're telling me is we're going to play this entire season. We're going to do all of these coronavirus, deal with all the protocols, deal with all the everything. And then you're telling me that in the playoff, this can be decided on a coronavirus forfeit. Hmm. I'm not going to make this a political thing because at the end of the day, it's not. It doesn't matter doesn't matter how I feel about anything. Right. But to come out out loud and say our season could end with a forfeit and us having a trophy presentation in some back room somewhere is without a doubt one of the top 5 dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. The NCAA, I have a very low bar for you. I really do. Because routinely, you keep setting the bar at new and loftier heights of, "Well, just exactly how dumb can this get?" This is officially as bad as it gets. How you fix it, I have absolutely no idea. But you better fix it. You better find a way to have two games, one between Michigan and Georgia, one between Cincinnati and Alabama, and then those two winners play each other. How you do it, I don't know. I'm not paid to do that. You are. Fix it!
1: Yeah. Yeah i'm mad (laughs) it makes absolutely no sense and they're throwing out all this scheduling stuff well the game has to take place on january the 10th or 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 we have a backup date of the 14th and if we can't get it in by the 14th then it'll just be done and we'll we'll crown a champion one way or the other right now if i'm cincinnati i'm really sitting there just hoping everybody else gets corona Like, let's hope that Alabama, Georgia, and Michigan all have outbreaks and we can't play. That's the only way we're ever going to win a national championship. At SportsTech ESPN. I mean, that's fine. Uh, You know, you can argue with me all you want to, but I think the dumbest thing that I have heard uh, probably this year on national sports radio was Mel Kuyper saying that Cincinnati's going to beat Alabama in the playoff. Stop that. I'll say the same thing that Jeremy said to me when I texted him and told him. I remember my first beer. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. right here in The Sportocracy.